This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far. Lynn has run off on the Barracuda for a cross Atlantic crossing on the boat, solo female. Woohoo! Go girl! Uh, Jan and Claude are busy doing fashion biz, and Jan is upset with Ken because he is being tight with the purse strings. And. Tom and Avril are sort of semi-detached but still romancing but haven't actually defined what they are yet. And Shellet uh, has been uncovered by, by Jack after he planted explosive on his boat. So that's the story so far. Boom. My name's Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are following the glorious, glorious soapy drama from the 1980s, Howard's Way. was first broadcast on the 28th of September 1986. So Rob, what does IMDb say about this episode? Okay, so according to IMDb, in this episode Tom discovers that Lynn has hijacked the Barracuda and she refuses to return. Jan decides to go to the bank on her own if Ken won't agree to financing. Ken makes moves to ensure the conservationists don't interfere with his marina development plans. Jan rails at Ken after learning of Lynn's perilous journey. Polly interrupts a serious talk between Abby and Oren. Lynn makes great headway in her journey. Freer solves the problem of his unnecessary marriage. Jack realises Shellet was responsible for the accident that nearly killed him. Ken attempts to bribe Claude. Kate confides in Jack that she's in serious financial trouble. David makes a personal proposition to Avril. Lynn faces rough seas in the North Atlantic. A surprise face joins the fight against Ken's marina. Jack confronts Shellet. Tom receives devastating news about the Barracuda that he must share with Jan. It was very, very content-driven, wasn't it? But it seemed to be very well done, this episode. It wasn't so fractured. Yes. The YTS is back back, back serving up the gypsy creams and they've got the professionals in to do the editing. Yes, apart apart from the brief appearance of the boom mic in one of the one of the shots. Yeah, I think maybe the crossroads... It, wasn't the, it they, wasn't the finest day of Pebble Mill, I have to say. <laughs> no, maybe maybe they, they borrowed some of the people from the the, 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 uh, the crew from, from Crossroads. Was Crossroads still going in 1986? I think, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Well, I, th- I had think... a reincarnation. It, I think it, had been, it would have been the reboot in 1986. But they had three reboots with Crossroads, didn't they? I think no, so. I think they had, they the, had, original they had the original Benny. and then they had two... Then they had another one, two which reboots. was a continuation... Um, but it was more Yalth based. I do wish you wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so old fashioned. 
We are old-fashioned, sweetie. We are middle-aged, middle-aged homosexual, <laughs> dusting down Howard's way. Because we watched it you the speak first for time. Yourself. <laughs> I like the more mature man, sweetie. Uh, so... what, what are you saying? <laughs> Clutching pearls. Um, so, um, so there was there was so much going on, but it was really well. It was brilliant. It was I was captivated. It was fantastic. You were captivated. So, first of all, we need to follow Lynn's storyline. Now, okay. Lynn has got a lot of gumption, which is fabulous for Lynn. She's disappeared on the Barracuda. Yes, mm. she's stolen huge the boat. boat. Absolutely huge, isn't well, it? Well, if you're going to cross Atlantic, then you're not going to do it in a dinghy, are you? No, but it it's absolute. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's a, a, a I hadn't really thought about it, but it's so much bigger than the um, flying, flying fish. fish. Yeah. It really is. It's a big, big boat. But they're designed for different purposes. The flying fish is designed just to pootle around the harbour twice around the twice around the lighthouse and, and back, back home the gym again. Bar. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> the barracuda is like a proper meaty transatlantic mm. boat. Yeah, well, it, it, is, it is huge, absolutely enormous. Um, so she she's she's going off to and uh, she's bit she's got lots of gumption and it starts off with Tom speaking with her over the radio, going over Tom to uh, Tom to Lynn over. <laughs> no, breaker, Daddy, breaker, I'm not breaker. coming back. Over. <laughs> so, well, that's how people talk on radio. It is, it? yeah, it, it, it? yeah, it is. Um, but I thought that was, I thought that was really well. That was really really good. And in the end, sort of Tom relents. He demands she comes back, but she's saying, "No, I can't. I can do this. Don't you believe I can do this, Dad?" And Tom relents and says, "Yes, I can do that," which is really good. Yeah, it does beg the question, really, doesn't it? Is if if he'd said, "I order you to come home, Lynn," would she have? No, no, possibly not. Probably not. But I mean, I think he knows that she's capable of doing this. Well, clearly he does. Otherwise, he would have called out, yeah, the helicopters or whatever. So the boat's been stolen. Yes, call the the maritime police. Well, <laughs> Ken Masters have her arrested. <laughs> well, I don't think Ken Masters has a speedboat at this point, does he? Well, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know. I've not actually seen one speedboat yet. No. No. Ooh. No. Yes. I think you're getting ahead of yourself there. I possibly am. Um so so Lynn so <laughs> it was it was it was really well. It was really good. However, we have to say well, I have to say, the voiceover is like Dear Diary. Yes. Day that, twelve twelve four. Yes, that, that, <laughs> that was the least convincing that was a, element of, yeah. of of this episode and and if it did put me in mind if anyone has familiar with the French and Saunders sketch Lone Yachtswoman um, that did really put me in mind of, of, yes. of, of it, that a, and I'm really at a loss of things to do I think well, as you got through a Catherine Cookson collection yeah. or something sadly she got the zip stuck in her cagoule <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't um, impressed by that but I was in fair some of the some of the yachty scenes were well, they're bloody terrifying. They were terrifying. Yes, it's oh, like, yeah. So the appeal of buying a yacht now is sort of diminished a little bit. I think I'm more of a fair weather sailor. Yeah. Well, I think if we ever did at any point buy a yacht, we wouldn't be crossing the Atlantic in it. No. Or even crossing the Solent. No, no. I possibly would do that, but. Um, or even crossing the harbour. 
Or I, or I'd be quite happy just to have a little bit of a sail around. I'd be quite happy bobbing around in the marina. Mm. I think so. Ken Masters Marina, probably. Oh, wherever, wherever, whichever marina we go to. Wherever I, yeah. I lay my hat, that's yeah. my home. So if you can hear me slurping, I'm slurping at tea in our lovely Relta Marine mugs, yes. which arrived. All the other mugs that we had, we so said we got the Howard's Way mug. Yes. We've got the Mermaid Mermaid, mermaid Yard. Yes. And, and we've got Perry Plume. Perry Plume. And now we have Rental Relta Marine that seems to have actually gone from the Netherlands up to Newcastle, back down south. Yes, it's not a world tour. Yes, it's been, these have been all around the houses. I've been following the UPS tracking app. <laughs> and, it has, and it's gone from one place to another, and then it's gone back to the place it was originally. <laughs> Just crazy. But it's a rat. They, they've they've arrived, arrived, and they are quite luscious. They're sort of delightful. purple and orange. Purple and orange. Fabulous. I with like a, that. With a modern day interpretation of what Relton Marine might, logo might be today. Yes, and I think that's very appropriate. I think so. So, Lynn's storyline, we have whoever on the boat, we have lots of boaty shots, um, which look terrifying, and lots of water being thrown over. Yeah, yeah she, I think she was very thoroughly hosed down by firemen during the, <laughs> yes, the, during the course of this episode. <laughs> so, like, got a sprinkler setting. <laughs> so... So, yeah, so that's that's Lynn's story, and it's the sort of it was it, it was cut through, and I thought that was really good. Um, but and now then we flip over to Jan, because Jan, <laughs> ooh la la Jan, ooh la la Jan. So we start the episode with Jan with a a pink a pink suit with shoulder pads that needed. That go on forever. <laughs> go on forever. I that think to, the shoulder pads widen, are in different time zones. Yeah, that's a widen, <laughs> that's a widen the doors to, to oh, allow it But she did it's a vision. But she had epaulets. Yes. <laughs> epaulets on the shoulder. Yeah. And then you've got Claude in a Claude. double-breasted suit. And a uh, very unconvincing ponytail. Yes. and the that's, wand- that's so stuck on. It's unbelievable. And the wonder around this absolutely enormous warehouse absolutely yeah now i was huge. puzzled i was puzzled by this because my understanding was that they'd already found a premises a, a premises in southampton that was that was perfect but now they seem to be Wondering. looking for for premises and, and they said well we'd only need five staff and they've got this absolutely enormous warehouse which is you could have a sweatshop that could yeah. be producing 2,000 pairs of jeans yeah. an hour so this is <laughs> th- this is kind of indicative of something that I'm noticing with Howard's Way which is things are sort of said earlier on in the in the plot and then instantly forgotten and then about. forgotten about and changed a little a few a few episodes on so there seems to be a quite sort of Shifting sands, story-wise. Yeah, well, we've got another way. bit of that as well we coming up. We do, um, indeed. So, but so they're wandering around this warehouse, and then they're talking about, well, let's do it together. And Jan said, "Well, I'll have to go to the bank myself." Yeah. <gasps> if Ken's not if going Ken's to, not to, to and, and, front up the money, and Claude is saying, "Well, in, in dodgy French accent, so well, why don't you do it yourself? Why don't you do it yourself?" Yeah. Jean, Jean, I, I will design and build and or whatever. Uh, and, can we bring? But can we build a collection run, together? You will, you will run the business. <laughs> you will run the business with uh, a plume. You previously run the Jim Carner and the cake stand. No, well, just, <laughs> to, to, to be fair, she seems to have done a good job with Perry Plus. Perry Plu. Perry Plu. <laughs> Perry Plu. Perry Plu. Uh, so, 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 how quickly? Can you can you whip up a collection? Could you do it in like a couple of weeks? I think it was like three months, 
I say, oh no, maybe four. He's <laughs> like, wow, God, that's a, that's a serious output for an entire collection. <laughs> yeah. I think it was only going to be a small collection, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a small, a small collection. <laughs> Of hot pants. A, bo- a boob tube and some boob hot, tube pants. hot pants. Lovely! Dear girl! <laughs> Do they have bikinis with shoulder pads? <laughs> Probably. So uh, so they're coming back from Southampton or wherever they're looking at this massive monumental warehouse. Yes. Um, and and John is listening to Radio Solent. Or yeah, whatever. and then, then discovers that There's Lynn... There's a news broadcast. Breaking yeah. news. Lynn is doing a cross Atlantic. Lynn is crossing the Atlantic. And then we have, a, we have an external shot from yeah. this little white coupe. I still haven't worked out what car this is. This white coupe she's got. She upgraded from an MG Metro. Um, she's like... Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so Jan does a, a donut on the bypass. Though, curiously, she does this, this turn and she actually turns the car perfectly pointing the other direction. Then we cut back to to her, and then she's trying to do a three point turn. So, not quite sure what happened there. I think they had two goes at it. And yes. <laughs> remember your highway code ten to two on the steering wheel, Jan. So there she. So Jan's somewhat nonplussed. Well, she's very plussed. <laughs> so she dashes back to she dashes to the mermaid yard and walks in on on. Um, uh, and Tom, and Tom. T- t- Tom and Avril. Uh, there's a bit, little bit of frostiness um, between Jan and, and Bovril. And, uh, and, Le- and she's like really going into Tom. And Tom said, look, it's, this is news this is news to me as well. Um, I've just found out this very minute. I, I've, I've only just found out myself. And I've tried to talk about which is going And I tried for. to call you, but you weren't answering your phone. Because you were doing business with your high-powered yes. shoulder pads. Yes. <laughs> and that didn't leave any room for you to carry your enormous mobile phone with you. <laughs> Actually, you could probably fit it in the shoulder pads. Really, <laughs> yeah. yes. You got a mobile phone in one shoulder pad and the battery pack in the yeah. other. <laughs> Perfect. You could put some braiding on the cables in between the two. Perhaps. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> So, so, so the, the jazz storyline goes along with that, where she's talking high-powered business um, and fashion, and she's look. And she's then saying, "Well, I've been holding off on the divorce because um, I thought there was something that we could do, but this has just proved yes. a point." Yeah, she was holding off on the divorce because she she's sort of trying trying to keep the family together, but this whole Lynn crossing the Atlantic escapade has revealed to her that that she's on a a losing. Uh, losing course with this one. Yeah, and Tom t- Tom looks a bit uneased about that and everything. Um, which well, is... Tom wanted his cake and eating it. He, he wanted to to have have some security of still having a marriage, but also sowing his, his wild oats his with wild oats. With, with Avril. Avril. Uh, which we discovered that they are still a thing. Then it was, it was never. It wasn't. It wasn't really clear exactly what was what, happening, what was happening between them, and it. it it seems that there is still something there, but it's very casual. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a friends with benefits, isn't it, really? I mean, I think, and I say that that is touched upon and, and actually discussed in quite an adult way, really, because Avril says, I don't, I, I like what we've got, but I don't want a relationship. And also, because Tom actually asked, I say, what is it you're looking for? And I think they're both in the same remit. They don't, they're, they're, 
they're quite happy and mimsing along as they are, which I think is quite adult, really. Uh, it's very modern. Very um, modern. modern. Um, so I, mean, I think they're, they're being quite grown up about it. It's an unexpected thing, and it proved that the relationship between Tom and Jam was not... Not it was a bit stagnant and stale, so which is which is a little bit sad. But I think there's still there's still an essence of a relationship between Jan and Tom, and I think that's where the the arc of their storyline would have would have progressed. Had, anyway, had let's not, not dwell on let's not dwell on sadness. It's very, let's, very sad. let's focus on this episode. This episode. So um, we have Tom. So we have lots of nonsense through this yeah. episode. Yeah. So we're we're covering Jan's storyline now. So, so so after after her confrontation with Tom, we, we then have the delightful prospect of a toe job. Oh God, that was vile. Uh, that was. So you 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 got quite a romantic uh, sort of cuddling up on the sofa with legs akimbo and or legs legs on <laughs> legs <lap>. akimbo. <laughs> legs akimbo. <laughs> So, mm. so we're, we're, we're yeah, so we've got Ken and John uh, and, and canoodling, canoodling on the, on sofa, the sofa, and they're sort of discussing things. And, and in fairness, they've got really good chemistry. And I think maybe the actors, maybe at this point, had started their relationship because there is, you can see, there's a like a some symbiosis between the two of them. Um, however, it's Ken is there talk, talking, and then is there fondling a foot, and then. Goes in for the, yeah. uh, for, for <laughs> a Fergie toe job, yeah, and we are going no, no, no stop. And he does stop. Thank God. Thank goodness. I, I know it was past the watershed, but <laughs> well, it wasn't past the watershed. When it was this eight o'clock. Was wasn't it? Was, it used to go at seven forty-five, not eight. But the watershed is traditionally considered to be nine o'clock, and this is well before nine o'clock. Hmm. So yeah. So but yeah. So the the toe. There are some things that just should not be seen on television, and yeah, and that's it. And someone sticking someone else's foot in their mouth is just one of them. Yeah. Or is that just a prejudice on my part? I don't <laughs> You're know. Such a footist. I'm a footist. <laughs> so, uh, but they're, they're distinctly, uh, Jan is distinctly holding back from talking business with Ken at that point, but say so the elephant is in the room, and. She's given him one more chance. That's what she said yep. to Claude. To and front up the money or or oh. she's going to the bank. Yeah. So, um, But I think that's jolly good. I think she should do it on her own. She doesn't necessarily... I think it's that's, It's like when you're riding a bike and you're taking your stabilisers off sort of thing. It's like at, one, at some point you are going to have to do it without them if you go down to one and <laughs> so are you are you are you comparing ken with with a pair yeah. of bike stabilizers yes i am okay <laughs> maybe even tassels on the handlebars yeah. <laughs> and a, a little and a bell. basket on the front <laughs> you're really nice so you can take it down to the shops and come back with a loaf of bread and a pint of milk yes cool uh, very nice um, or a pair of hot pants and a boob tube. <laughs> with shoulder pads. With shoulder pads. A bikini with shoulder pads. How lovely. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, Jan, and, and Jan is just a little bit highly strung. And the episode ends on the cliffhanger of there's a storm that's happening. There's a storm brewing. There's a storm brewing sort of 
genuinely and metaphorically sort of thing um and because the, the episode ends on the cliffhanger where they've lost radar contact with the uh, with the boat and lynn and they've seen the boat half an hour ago it's on the radio thing and as avril's explaining it that it could say it's wet so well, water just, gets apparently apparently water gets everywhere, water gets everywhere. yeah so, so yeah, hopefully not filling up the boat. <laughs> not filling up the boat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. Lynn's now floating yeah. around no, the Atlantic she on a door. Yeah. She, didn't mean, <laughs> she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that the boat was filling up with water or anything like that. No, don't get that impression. I'm sure it's fine. No, it's fine. So, so I mean, so that it's 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 Jan. She's probably get, just going or circling around looking for a nice beach. Yeah. So Jan getting more and more highly strung. Now, Ken Masters... Meanwhile. Meanwhile, with Ken Masters' storyline. So we have Ken Masters having... Uh, we meet Ken Masters in an episode having a meeting with Charles, who's wearing a white trouser suit while doing gym wear, and Ken's following, spotting him from one weightlifting thing yeah, to another. So that we've got a sweaty Charles Frere in the gym wearing... Wearing a velour, white... white leisure wear. Le- leisure wear. Leisure wear. Uh <laughs> Yeah, he just thought. Mm, I don't think. I don't think even in the eighties, sort of. <laughs> I don't know what wealthy people wore to the gym in the eighties. Didn't they get the servants to do it instead? Said, "Am I healthy yet?" <laughs> so, Probably. So they uh, say so they have. So while he's getting all sweaty and and sort of and, and discussing business on on gym equipment, uh, so basically this conversation, Charles is more or less telling. Ken to bribe the to officials. bribe the councillors, but in a way that keep makes sure that Charles remains squeaky clean. Yeah, and uh, so Ken's taking all the all the risk on this. He is, and he then has a so he says, "So are you telling me to do this?" And and Charles has said, "I'm not telling you to do anything. It's your prerogative." I'm nearly wondering why. Yeah. So say greasing the greasing the, the 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 sort of the the channels that be, and then we have another scene with Ken having playing snooker with an official, a councillor, I a believe, councillor uh, or someone in charge of the planning. No, I, I think it is the the councillor who's uh, chairing the planning committee. Yeah, and and leaves a, a, a massively stocked wallet on the uh, on the snooker table. So it's like, mm. Mm. yes, yes. Well, so. Ken. And then we see it's a slippery slope. We see the situation again with that official trying to sort of delay things a little bit. At yeah. The so, meeting. so we see the we see the the meeting of the planning committee, and it's full of um, environmentalists that have been drummed up by by Leo and Abby and the. And the guy from the local paper. Local paper, and then a few. And they've had a lot of discussion, apparently, and they're ready to take a vote. But um, yeah, so the the chair of the committee, who's been well paid by Ken, tries to delay delay the vote. But there's a bit of trouble about that, and then there's some shenanigans going on. The <sighs> recess, and ooh, what's going on here? And then mm. it turns out we then discover that the vote um, was taken, and. Um, the marina development was supported oh. by the planning committee. Gosh. Ooh. And then we have a scene where Ken Masters walks in at uh, the Howard residence 
where Leo is, has, has got his gang, a ragtag gang of environmental. Beardy weirdies, I think. I don't think there's any beards there. But there, was, there was one beard. Was there? At least one beard, I noticed. Oh, right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he walks in on, on this, and also Kate walks in. Yeah, so so John and John and Ken walk in. So there's this ragtag group of environmentalists having this, this lounging around you know, on the so, same said sofa. Yeah, that's Ken the, the, and, and the the, uh, the guy who's stopping out his cigarette on the coffee table and all of that malarkey. Then in walks John and Ken, and John's rather um, flustered by this. Ken's bemused, and then Kate walks and then, in to join, join the meeting. Yes, because <laughs> she doesn't want masters. Marina any more than <laughs> anyone else, else does. Yeah. <laughs> so, boo sucks to you, Ken. Your your prospective mother-in-law hates you. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, he has proposed to Jan, yeah. even though she's still married to bloody Tom. Um, which is a bit naughty. Um, so, but hey. Uh, but she still hasn't answered him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the Ken episode, Ken is 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 greasing the powers that be that he can influence, um, and then he it's sort of the final scene we have with Ken, um, which is sort of another cliffhanger. He is offering to pay Claude off just to bugger off. Yes, and Claude says, "Look, I'm not having a relationship with Jan. She's a very attractive lady, but um, it's purely yeah. business. It's fashion yeah. business. Relationship with Jan is purely professional." Uh, uh, yeah, so you just think, Ken, why are you just oh, it, it, Ken, why are you such a massive twat? <gasps> you can't say that, can I? Well, you can. <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, but don't I worry, think... I'll bleep it out later. Mm. Um, I'm gonna slug at my relative marine mug. Yes. Like it makes the tea say, taste so I much know. more, so much more, so much softer. Other Howard's Way merch is available. Yeah. Check out antidust.co.uk. So, uh, yeah, I just think, oh God, Ken, he's he's spreading himself very thinly. I mean, because he's it seems like he's secured 1.6 million. 1.6 million. Yeah, which um, seems very cheap these days for a massive I marina know. development. That's like our wine merchant bill. Um, so yeah, and you just think, oh yeah, he's feeling the stress and he's feeling the pressure now. Um, he can't. He's not as as cool witted no. as uh, as Charles Frere. Um, so and you know what, mm. stress and etc. can lead people to do. Very silly, very silly, silly things. And yes. Very silly and things. And I think Ken, Ken is going down that slippery slip. So, yeah, so we have, we have, we have that's the Ken storyline. We have the Jan storyline. Um, we've got a little bit of, we've got a lot of Lynn. Um, um, but yeah. we've got. Dear Diary. Dear Diary, yeah. Day 196. <laughs> Today I had a long conversation with a porpoise, <laughs> and we exchanged knitting tips. Yes, oh, Catherine Cookson novels. Um, so, and then we get on to the Charles Frere business. We have more business bollocks. There is a lot of business bollocks. Well, there's on business there. bollocks and there's marriage bollocks as well. Yes, divorce so, bollocks. So we 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 meet. We have a scene where they're looking at doing a hunting party with Gerald driving a Range Rover across yeah. the field. Have we seen Gerald in a Range Rover before? No, I think it was a borrowed Range Rover because I don't think he's got a Range Rover. I don't think that's his. I, th- I don't think we see that Range Rover ever again. But anyway, he was going on a field. He couldn't drive his, the sports coupe or a, 
a Ford Cortina estate across. Well, I suppose you could. You could have uh, driven a moped. <laughs> no, I don't know where he would have put his briefcase. Probably in the, in the back. In the pan- pan- the, pan- <laughs> the back. <laughs> we could have a basket in the front. Yeah. Um, or a golf, a golf, a golf buggy. That would have been. That would have been fine. So anyway, he goes across. He goes across this field. We have a scene where Gerald goes across the field where it looks like Charles is at a hunting party and he's got the gigolo that he had hired in the last week's episode. Gigolo. who's got who's passing photos with that have got date dates on and la 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 la. Yeah. We don't get to see the content of the photo, probably just as well. No, uh, but it's clearly his caught honey honey gardener. Honey Gardner in um in a compromising position in Memphis, and they're looking to get divorced in Memphis, where they're very religious and everything. So they've got grounds of that, and then we. Have- I, I think it's religious and racist. I think is the the the, the impression that we're led to by that. <laughs> but is Honey Gardner black? Yes. Oh, is she? Oh, right. okay. Didn't really, I suppose, yeah. Well, we only saw her very briefly. Yes. A brief flash. <laughs> a brief flash, and it, it had lots of subdued lighting. Yes. <laughs> so, and again, probably... And a rather big duvet. Probably just as well in circumstances. <laughs> anyway, so, yes. yeah. So, there, there, there's lots of business products where they've got the LA penthouse that's been sold to an offshore company... Uh, blah, 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 and then there's, <laughs> therefore, there's no money in the American corporation, and we're going to transfer everything, blah, 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 and to then other we discover, companies. then we discover some business things, this was another thing that you, 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 you spotted, that mm-hmm. the Relton has a part share in yes. the Mermaid Yard, and so this is the this, first this I've a, heard of it. Yeah, that, that Relton not that not only have they licensed the Barracuda, but they've actually uh, bought a share in the in the Mermaid Yard. Now that came as a little bit of a surprise because the, none but of that it was actually discussed. then makes sense of what they were talking about yes yesterday last week mm. um, when they were talking about Relton being the parent company. Now that suggests that actually Relton, if Relton is now the parent company of the mermaid yard then relton must have bought a majority share share so relton effectively owns and runs the mermaid yard now that's just interpreting the words i don't yeah. know anything else but this all came as a bit of a bit of a surprise yeah. to me and then then it gets reconfirmed at the board meeting conveniently, conveniently. where Av- avril is trying to sing the praises of of tom and try to pursue the catamaran <laughs> Eek, eek, eek. Yes, um, and then she's put in her place and told that singing the praises of Tom won't do you any favors on the board of Relton, which came as a slight surprise. Why, why, why is Tom persona non grata at Relton? No, well, I think that was because David Lloyd wants to get into Avril's knickers, oh. and that was that, that came. So that was that a shot across. That her was bows. a shot across the bow. Oh, do you know what we did? That? We did yeah. the yachty thing. Wow, we're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's only taken ten years. <laughs> 20 episodes. 20 episodes. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, and but then Avril sort of basically sort of uh, downs his sale and says, I like you as a business relationship, but not anything else. Um, because David, uh, say David Lloyd puts his, his cards on the table and says, look, um, and stops singing the praises of, of Tom. Um, because I think Tom has been... Stuff doing like incidentals, like sort well, of. seems to be doing like, like dinghies and dinghies and high vis and boys and blah 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 blah, stuff. rather than the big, the big, the big things like catamarans. Yeah, it's 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 like asking Elon Musk to to design a 
a sort of a Casio calculate <laughs> with a solar panel. <laughs> I had one of those at school. I, was, yeah, I remember that. What? You know, the Casio, we had to get the scientific cal- cal- uh, calculator for mm-hmm. the second year. And uh, I, I had one with the, the, the solar. Yeah, I think everyone did. I'd, I hate to, <laughs> to, to piss on your bonfire, but I think by I that really stage, sp- everyone had I did feel had really special when I had my Casio. <laughs> Yeah, well, we in my my school we we uh, we had sharp Ooh. calculators that we bought through the maths department. Oh, uh, we no, we were just not you just went we, you just went to W H Smith. We had to, I got mine from Tandy actually. Tandy, oh, I love Tandy. Oh, I love Tandy. I shame shame. If, well, it's actually it's probably a good job that there isn't a Tandy anymore because I would probably spend so much money on nonsense. But I mean, the thing is with Tandy, it's a bit like Aldi of its day because you used to have all the standard usual things either sort of uh, 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 in the store, and then you used to have this middle aisle which had some really random things. Sometimes you'd have like speedboats, remote control speedboats and sort of toys, and then you had something really weird. Um, and it was just, it, it was like that middle aisle where sometimes you go into Aldi and you can find a sort of a shower, a shower screen or a toilet. <laughs> Or a chainsaw. <laughs> or a chainsaw, yes. <laughs> uh, it was a bit like that with Tandy. So whenever I used to go, I used to go to Altringham. We used to get the number 38 bus um, with my, to the library on a Saturday. And, and change I, your books. I changed my books, yes. From uh, Take Altringham. out your new Enid Blyton. No, no, it wasn't. No, I, I was, I was, this is when I was 12. I was only allowed to get on the bus on my own when I was 11. Um so I used to go in. Used to go in, and then if if I uh, if there was anything nice at the cinema, I'd probably go to the cinema with some friends, um, uh, sort of uh, sort of for the sort of two or three o'clock showing the matinee. Okay. And um, but normally I used to go every Saturday, change my books, go and have a Greg's pasty, which was the cheese and uh, cheese and onion pasty, which I thought was just super tasty, and it always burnt the roof of your mouth. Um, have a wander around Altringham Market, which is now a food hall. Uh, it's lovely, actually. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. I've never been. I've only been there when he, I, was, I was wandering around the digital digital watches, you know, the ones with games on and played weird tunes and things like that. So wander around the market. Um, uh, if I was feeling, if I was wealthy, I might go to Wimpy and be served served by a middle-aged lady and feel sophisticated like I was in a restaurant. With a mob cap on. Yes, and a, and a penny. Uh, uh, but if I didn't have his... Uh, and have, what, have the, the ketchup in a, a squeezy... Yes, the, the, the squeezy one. So I used to have the... Is it mustard? Mustard um, and ketchup. But they were both in tomatoes. <laughs> yes, but one was yellow. Yeah, one was yellow. Oh, great, I love that. Uh, but if I, if I didn't go to the cinema, I might, get, I might treat myself to a wimpy. Um... Um, but I always had a vanilla milkshake, so I used to go to McDonald's and have a vanilla milkshake and and eat, have that on the bus on the way home. <laughs> but uh, it was it was. But I always used to have a wander around Tandy. There was W H Smiths. I used to have a look at W H Smiths, um, Rumbelows because they used to have like the computers. They used to play the computer games. Yeah. Um, there was Boots as well. Boots, Boots used to have yeah. a music section, music section and computer section. Yeah. Well, where, where, at the time where I grew up, there was a massive Boots department store that had a, a big... That's where I bought pretty much all of my childhood records from from, from Boots. Um, and they did a big computer section as well. And I used to, used to stand there for ages, sort of, Plonking away on a yeah. on a Commodore sixty four. It's like ten, 
print inverted commas. Hello. Hello. Close inverted commas. Run. Twenty. Go to ten. Go to ten. Run. <laughs> it's it like the future. The future has arrived. Yeah, I was the computer. Pro- I felt Whoa. like a computer programmer yeah. then. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So yeah. We didn't have W.H. Smith in Scotland, but we had John Menzies instead. Well, W.H. Smith was really good because they used to have a video section because vi- videos used to cost an absolute fortune. It wasn't like nine ninety nine or whatever then. It was like £79. Yeah. I was really tempted to buy Labyrinth, the VHS, but it was £79 and I just thought... I don't, uh, I don't think there was anywhere in Falkirk that sold video videotapes. We only had a plethora of backstreet corner shop shops. um videotape yeah. libraries that would, that would pop up you'd join you'd pay a joining fee 50 the next, quid and then it shut next, down quickly yeah, afterwards the next week it was gone it was like you know a very sort of elementary <laughs> scamming system really wasn't it oh god memory lane and we had a betamax so there was, there was, it was five, <laughs> five five videos that we watched on <laughs> On um, it was a, I think it was the Love Bug, um, Gentle Ben or something, or the Ben. It was a Disney thing. There were the two two videos that I was interested in. So we've done Memory Lane of shopping and eighties. So next storyline we need to follow from the gorgeous episode of Howard's Way is Jack. Okay, so, so tell us tell us what, all about Jack's storyline. Well, Jack has obviously figured out Shellet is the one responsible for the explodium on boat um he's covered it up for some reason with the cid saying it may have been a gas bottle so we first meet jack in this episode having a conversation with kate with kate i think he's still in his pajamas at this point is that yeah uh, yeah there's there's nursing around as well there's nurses around as well they they seem to have a very nice rec room yeah i think he'd been transferred to a convalescent home home. Uh, this is also i think we'll cover this with also kate and and jack Kate is up is suddenly realizing racehorse ownership is rather expensive. Yeah, she's, she's like, what like twenty thousand pounds in the hole. In the hole, and she's trying to she's she, she's trying to do a bet for eight hundred an eight hundred pound bet to win back that money, which is yeah. a little bit deadly. But yeah. she may have to sell the cottage. Yeah, which kind of you know is it's curious really because you know otherwise she's presented as being very sort of sensible and sturdy and stable and dishing out good advice to all and sundry but it turns out that in her her uh, personal life is is a little bit more chaotic i think she's just got that. a little bit carried away um and it's it's she's now she's she's taking responsibility rather than just saying well no i haven't got the money i'm not paying it um, but she might have to sell the lovely cottage and move, move into to a, a flat a, grossy, flat a grotty flat a grotty flat and Next door to to, to Abby's bed sit and <laughs> oh, near in, in Southampton. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a room going and Shelley's boarding. <laughs> well, we will be we'll be after to this episode. Um, so so Jack has pretty much twigged who it was. Um, he, he sort of we have a scene with him with a very big bruise over his face, and then we have another scene with Jack. Um, with is it the mermaid yard? Yeah. So, so, so Bill Sayers has been um, so, CSI so it, so Bill. It, yeah, so it would seem that the, the police haven't have, haven't um, done any sort of investigation into the boat itself because Bill's found all the bits of alarm clock and wiring and so on that suggests that was a 
it, it, was, it was a bomb. A... So clearly Southampton CID are a bit shoddy. Well, I mean, I think, well, Jack said, oh, it must have been a gas bottle when he was in the hospital. Um, so And they just took his word for it. Yeah. So it's the, right, fair enough. Um, They're uh, just a rubbish bunch of amateurs. But but but, but um, sort of PI Jack um, has uh, is now getting to the bottom of it, and he, he pretty much twigs it, shell it. Yeah. And but to be fair, it didn't didn't take didn't need to be Sherlock Holmes to no. put to put two and two together with that one. So he 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 tracks shell it down to his boarding house and uh, is waiting for him and then has the confrontation with Shellett. And it's it, in fairness, it's really... It was quite emotional, wasn't yeah. it? I it's, mean, you've got two really good drama. actors. Quite high drama. Um, admittedly, the, the script, it was a little bit of a simplistic script. Yeah. but they, there, was a, there, was, there was a bit of melodrama. There was a bit of melodrama, but it was really well. You, you got two very good acting talents there. And... Yeah, and it was it was it was so. I mean, Jack says, "I know it was you, and you, you're going to go," and gives him a flight ticket back to Kuala Lumpur or wherever it is. Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Probably you can get direct flights from Southampton to Papua New Guinea. Well, yeah, um, and uh, well, a one way ticket. A one way ticket to Papua New Guinea. Five hundred quid and five hundred pounds, and um, so. So that's all you're going to get for trying to blow me up. <laughs> uh, and he turns his back, knowing full well that Shellett would have an opportunity to whack him over the head, but Shellett can't do it. No, uh, he, he he goes for it, but but he, he can't, can't he can't do but it. Shellett can't do it because Shellett knows that he he is in the wrong. I mean, he was in the wrong to come back to 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 contest the will and what have you. But he knows he was in the wrong for everything that he's done, and he was pushed out. Was mean like blowing up the boat and trying to kill Jack? But but I think say so that from the little nuggets of information we've got about that, it's a he was excommunicated from the family from what he did um, with regards to. It sounds like there was a little bit of incest with well, regards, attempted. or there was temptation of incest with his younger sister. So he was sent off. So he was sent off. Um, so he knows that he did wrong, and he knows, he, yeah. So that that's that is the general storyline. And in fairness, Jack shows humility, and and well, I thought that yeah, was, so he, he is as he says in the, in the scene, it's for his um his, his wife's memory. What's her name? Eileen. Is it? Eileen. Yeah. Eileen. So uh, and I think yeah, it's it's a shame they didn't investigate that further. I what do you mean investigate? Well, or, or or develop sort of Jack's previous. It's just been touched on rather than because that's a really meaty storyline with regards to how he got the boatyard and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I suppose, but I th- I think the you know, the focus of the of the series is the Howard family, and yeah, that would have been a bit of a a diversion and it, yeah. a bit of ancient history. So I can understand why they would uh, they would allude to it mm. but not necessarily want to develop it to, to develop it further so but yeah it, w- it wouldn't go anywhere no that's true there'd be no there would be no emotional or no there'd be no dramatic traction in in, in digging into jack's backstory no but there is, it does develop a backstory which makes i think that's what makes howard's way so tangible because you have got a lot of nonsense but then you have got it's some really really good foundations yeah. 
But you know what the saddest thing about this whole f- this that? whole thing storyline coming to an end mm-hmm. is that we won't get to hear the weird minor key oh, uh, plinky plonky version plinky plonky of, Howard's of way. the Howard's Way music. No, oh. it was a bit off-putting, but then it did it worked well for the scenes. Yep. So that was all very very good. So we have a little bit on this episode with Abby, Leo, and Orin. Um, Abby and Orin had, had a little sensitive moment on the step, on 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 in, in, in the halfway up the stairs, halfway up the stairs, and they were having a conversation until um, until Polly comes and spoils it all in her usual Polly-like fashion, gauche manner. Yes. So, oh, what are you sitting there for? So the tea tray. So, um, the, 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 it, it, no yeah. staff. I, I tell you, there's no. Polly, uh, yeah, Polly and Gerald don't have any staff. I'm sure there must be a cleaner that comes in when they're not there. Um, at least. When the cameras aren't rolling. Yes, obviously. Because it's a docu soap, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a docu. Yeah, 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 it's, it's real a life. It's like it's, it's real like, life. It's like Towie or yeah, Made in Chelsea or whatever. Um, the only way is Tarrant. <laughs> yes. <gasps> now that would be a good one. I'll be Towie. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's so there does seem to be a little bit of sensitivity between Abby and Orin. Though Orin does does go on to say that the things just aren't the same as they were in Switzerland. Mm. Well, there isn't any Toblerone. That's that. <laughs> that's it. No Toblerone. That's it. That's it. No. Um, and it does look like that there was a little bit of romance. It wasn't just like a drunken fumble. So it does look like that there was potentially the start of something there, because um, oh. it, it it just felt a very one sided because it just just didn't seem right. But now it's been touched on, and it, there did that that little scene on the step. Yeah. Did, well, the, well, Abby, chemistry. Yeah, I mean, Abby has never really shown any signs of emotion, emotion or attachment towards Oren. No, and, and there's been nothing referenced. To as to what actually happened in in Switzerland. No, um, so and I think maybe the scriptwriters have suddenly twigged. Oops, we better better sort of backpedal yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, I think you know. I, I think generally speaking, in terms of the the scripting of, of Howard's Way or the the storylining of there there is regular uh, episodes of backpedaling and suddenly trying to to flesh something out that had been left unfleshed. Yeah. Or co- indeed, contradicting things as well. I yeah, think we, 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 there's a bit of that as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's all a bit. Mm. So, but mm. it, that, that was all very nice. And say so the friendship between Abby and Leo just seems more friendship and matey now. Yeah. So I think I think we've we we can put to bed any. any he's, sort he's, of, he's sort of stepping down yeah. from from that sort of sort of thing. We don't see William in this episode. Um, Gerald, the, Gerald is busy doing some business skullduggery um, for. Yes, yeah, so yeah, for, so, for, so Charles, Charles has decided that he wants to buy Relton Marine, but he can't buy it as himself because if he starts buying it and it gets noted, then the share price will go up. Yeah, and he doesn't want to pay it through the odds. So Gerald's doing it as a nominee and trying to keep it on the down low. So with three million, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and he's buying Relton Marine because he wants. The mermaid, the mermaid yard, yard for the sort of developmenty bits, and also I suspect there might be a, a touch of revenge for for against Avril. Avril. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, I mean, that's all. It, it's all mimsy and to quite nicely, really. Um, so yeah. So I think overall the episode was 
was awesome. 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 Yeah, it was absolutely cracking. Um, it, 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 it held it, your attention. It held. It did. It did. Uh, even with the Lynn Dear Diary. Dear Diary. Dear 196. <laughs> So, but I think it went, it rolls along really well. Um, uh, we are on episode five. So we haven't had a Wallowy episode yet. No, um, we had a, true. I had a one which is a little bit all over the place, um, sort of in this series. But it did, it's upped its game. Um, we've got the, the precursor of, of Kate and the financial oopsies. Um, although I'm sure her house. Oh, yeah, well, well, what we haven't mentioned is mm-hmm. that. Aztec boy has has been injured. It's got a and limp it, and isn't going to be able to run for about a year. A year. So Kate is definitely in uh, dire straits as far as money's concerned. Yes. So she may have to sell her cottage with her very nosy neighbour. Mm. Yes. She might even have to sell her Morris Minor traveller <gasps> thing. Oh, no. Morris Traveller. Oh no, she can't sell that. No. Well, she wouldn't make any money off it, really. Would well, she? she would now. Yeah, yeah but make an absolute then. fortune now. I mean, I, I, was, I was, I was, I was flicking through some, some sort of like small car ads and MG midgets, which were like a couple of grand or a grand to buy in sort of nineties, and now eighteen, nineteen thousand pounds. It's bonkers. Crazy. Are they really, really? Mm. No. No. I much prefer my transfer for that. Cool. So. Anyway, anyway. So, dear listeners, what did you think about this episode? If you got this far, marvelous. Yeah. Us waxing lyrical about Greg's pasties, Tandy, W. H. Smith, Beatabax, <laughs> and a little bit of buying records and liberal dashes of Howard's way. Yeah. What did you think? Please do let us know. We have a tweet along eight pm every Sunday. Hashtag Howard's Hashtag way. Hashtag Howard's way. Um, so please let us know what you thought. We're on all sorts of social, social media, media at antique at antique dust. Um, so. Uh, any you Howard's can find related? us on the web, yes. antiquedust.co.uk. Yes, if you want to buy our Howard's Way merch. Yes. <laughs> that house, that house yeah. in the hills will be smash, ours. Smash that like button. Smash that like button and subscribe. subscribe. And please give us five stars on anything that you read. Uh, anything. <laughs> Even Tri- if you find Trip them. advisor. I mean, really. We don't, <laughs> yes. we don't care. Everyone loves to visit Antique Dust. Yeah. <laughs> so hospitable. Anyway, that's me, Jonathan, signing off. And it's me, Rob, saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust.